Rodrigo, is that, is, is that picture of you as a, as a, as a kid? No, that is my uh, that is my uh, that is my long lost child. <laughs> Somewhere in Germany, this photo was found and sent to me. So, the Minnesota Football Show: Your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are. Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Bienvenidos. To another edition, another episodio de la telenovela más famosa del mundo. You are favorite <laughs> soccer podcast that has nothing to do with soccer, but with lots of drama infused with love, political ranter, and just about any other crazy thing we can come up with. Welcome back to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. I am joined today not only with the return of El Famoso. You know, everyone knows El Cantante, but no one knows El Famoso, Eric Silverman. How you doing, buddy? It's high praise, very high praise. I'm okay. <laughs> doing all right. And of course, the reliable, like like if there's anything more reliable on this podcast, it has to be Bridget. How you doing, Bridget? I'm all right, man. How are you? Were you able to get that uh, that mobile air conditioner you were asking me about? Are you much cooler Not- today than where last time? Not yet. I am cooler today because uh, there's actually a cool breeze outside for for a change, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't done it yet. It it might still happen next week now that we're into what was yesterday, day nine above 90. And there's right. more coming. So yeah, it's we'll going to happen this. at some point. Yeah, it's been a hot box. Definitely. And, and, yes, it and making its return or making their return. With a new name, they are no longer known as the days I know or the days we know. There is a new, new, uh, what shall we say, atmosphere. And, 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 and back, we, we, we like to welcome back the leader of, of, of the new school or the old school, uh, David Teller. How are you doing, David? I'm still here taking up a shoulder right now, bud, so I don't know why I'm even here. But uh, I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited to be here. So, all right. I, I was just kind of curious where he's going to go with that. All it just kept going and going. Oh, yeah. where, where are we going, Rodrigo? I, I always go nowhere. I always go nowhere. We know that one. We go nowhere. No, very much appreciated. I'm I'm sitting at the bar, uh, watching. Uh, we're not watching soccer right now, as we'll talk about in a hot second here. Uh, also, I need to pick up a park shoulder in probably like 90 minutes. So we got about 90 minutes, uh, boys and girls, uh, if we want to uh, make this thing happen. Let's do it. Well, we, let's talk about the thing that's kind of on all of our minds right now, because it basically just happened. Um, Denmark and Finland playing in the Euro. We'll talk about the other matches that have happened as well, or match singular. Um, but a, a terrible, terrible 
tragic event with uh, Christian Erickson. Bridget, do you want to take it? And maybe Dave, you can weigh in too, since you yeah. sort of kind of ish saw it live. I, I did not. I was I was doing other stuff. I was supposed to get to the gym. I, apparently, I sprained my latissimus dorsi, which is this tendon right here. It's a little red. You can see. And uh, yeah, so that set me back. But anyway, it's, 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 it's the old man injury is exactly what it is. But let, let's get back to Erickson. So maybe you can talk a little bit. I rolled my ankle playing ultimate frisbee on Tuesday, and it still fucking hurts. So I get it. And yeah. the injury that we're going to talk about is way fucking worse. Uh, so way yeah. worse. Bridget, go ahead. Bridget, go ahead. Bridget, go. Bridget. Yeah. So uh, in the Finland-Denmark match, about 43... 43 minute mark uh christian erickson collapses on the pitch um initially it looked like i i didn't see as he went down i saw him uh like when he hit the ground and it looked like maybe he had taken some contact um but his team immediately circled up around him to shield uh shield him from the cameras um the physio staff ran out and you could see them giving him cpr uh, so he was down for, I think they were doing CPR for about eight minutes. Um, pretty, pretty scary image. Um, unfortunately, the, the broadcast just kept their camera on that. They, they back out occasionally. Uh, and then, yeah, there was a lot of criticism about that. To, yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, any other injury where you see, um, like if there's blood or gore, like they might cut the feed. Um, they, they cut the feet if someone invades the pitch, um, but they kept the camera going and showing close-ups of the players. Uh, his teammates are, are crying and just breaking down in the circle as they're around him. Um, even, even those facing outward are just standing there crying because they're listening to their medics give their teammates CPR right behind them. Um, he was eventually carried off the field uh, about nine minutes later. Um, and there are photos coming out now um, of him awake on the stretcher. Uh, and it's, it's 12.45 as we're recording this here. And uh, the Danish national team, uh, as well as Reuters, have said that he is stabilized in hospital. They are doing further evaluations. Um, but it was a scary moment. I mean, he went down people who watch the replay and I do not recommend that you go look for a replay um, and you shouldn't share a replay either. Um, but he went down with no contact, took a touch, took a couple steps, kind of staggered and collapsed. Uh, he, he, he got a throw in from yeah. a teammate and then he basically just like went down and yeah, it, it, it yeah. Just because yeah, I didn't tune in. Point, you, okay. Do not go look for it. Do not go look for it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to ask because I tuned in like right when it was going on. W was there, I, I know he, he dropped, he had this issue, this this uh, collapse without contact. Was there any previous contact? Did, did he go up and like bonk header or anything? Nothing. No, and uh, when they went, so the match was finally called suspended. They basically went into the locker rooms for halftime. When they went back to studio commentary, I think it was Taylor Twelman said that he had watched like three or four minutes prior to that to see if there was anything. And he hadn't taken any contact, um, maybe a couple tackles, but nothing, nothing that you would think could lead to anything like this. Um, thankfully it was like, oh, yeah. Nothing since he was, yeah, 
since he was taking that throw and he was right along the sideline. Um, so his team circled around them, but eventually fans in that section threw their flags down. Uh, so the Danish players are picking up these Finland flags and whatever banners that they had up there. And they held those around them as they got them onto the stretcher and off the pitch. But it was, wow. it was That's a scary thing. And yeah, yeah, it's the quietest I've ever seen a stadium. It was um, yeah. scary. And, and it was that we're watching this, this right, stadium. Right, exactly. Like, and good, good on you, Wafer, for for stopping the match. I mean, how else could it possibly go on with, right, with that yeah. kind of a tragedy? I, th- I think good thinking by the teammates' part to be able to definitely shelter them and and they they recognized what was happening right away, or at least right. that it was serious, and they mm-hmm. ran over there. And, yeah, and, and the and the Finnish players as well. I honestly, I mean, I thought he was dead. That, yeah, it looks like he's not dead, but I, he, he might have died at some point and then been resuscitated. But they were doing CPR. Yeah, they, were, they, they were doing, they were doing CPR. So they're and not yeah. only CPR, but uh, defibrillators. Uh, yeah. So he was probably dead at some point on the page. Yeah. So um, we were. I was. I was watching that, it with my mom, and um, yeah, we we watched them like start to go check on him, and then. Like you see his his leg kind of moving, and my mom was like, "Is he having a seizure? Or are they doing CPR?" And then somebody moved, and you could see the physio just pounding on his chest, and that's when they really surrounded him. But so yeah, he was he if they were doing CPR as well as uh, AED, he was he was gone for a while there, and that's um, that's what his teammates were feeling too. Um, his, and this is your star his, player. I mean, this is this yeah. is the number ten of Denmark. Yeah. Uh, Inter Milan. I mean, he's he's Danish superstar. That's yikes. Yeah. I mean, if it were anybody for years and fit. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it's, 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 it's kind scary. of a shock. To... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm no expert either, but being able to witness something like that, like when I remember when Isa had a collision, hit her head on the uh, on on the floor, and she went into like you know. Uh, concussion convulsions that's the scariest mm-hmm. shit you'll ever see in your life and having watching it live is i can totally gravitate what the players were doing yeah, like, I, I, you feel powerless you don't know what to do and and i mean unlike unlike any yeah. other injury it's like a visceral thing because you instinctively recognize it's a life or death moment it's not like you know oh he's in a lot of pain let's see how that injury happened let's you know let's see how it looks um, this is a totally different thing. Um, and it's something everyone instantly recognizes. And you could see that as they panned around to the crowd too. Initially, everyone's like standing there, um, just waiting for them to, you know, give a thumbs up or something. And then it kind of hit everyone at the same time. And, um, people are just supporting each other in the stands because there's, I mean, there's nothing you can do. You're, you're powerless to just sit and wait, um, and see what happens. So thankfully, yeah, he's, he's in the hospital now and uh, being evaluated. So things are good at the moment. Um, and we just hope that we continue to hear good news on that front. Right. I mean, yeah. We'll, then, we'll bring updates. Yeah. That's, and then we, we, we go ahead. No, it's just gonna do this. We'll see how this, this affects scheduling and everything else and what happens with the game. Cause they were, they were in the 43rd minute. So then, don't know if that's enough for it to just call it a tie or what they what what kind of but i mean someone who goes to the hospital like that you don't expect them to come back for a tournament so yeah. um 
So, you know, let's hope, let's hope everything uh, keeps getting better. We get better and better news and, and um, that Erickson uh, is able to come back and, and be here yeah. in a sense. Right? We, send, we, we send our well wish, our well wishes, obviously for him and the family and mm -hmm. the, uh, Denmark Danish team. I've actually been to that stadium. I, I've been to Parkin before. I saw Copenhagen. Uh, That's Copenhagen Stadium, FC Copenhagen, way back in the day when I was living there. Oi. Wow. All right. Well, let's let's make a little bit of a transition. And and if you if you all get updates, feel free to like throw them in as as we move along here. Um, let's back it up to some local stuff here with Minneapolis City, still undefeated. They played Med City last week, beat them two 0 um hell of a game hell of a game by the way oh yeah go ahead Zeller. talk a little bit I, I heard there were more yellow cards than shots for uh med city there were there were so med city had five yellow cards and one shot on goal uh minneapolis city just dominated it it you've never been to a, a minneapolis city match and you live in, in minneapolis or st paul or any of the surrounding metro areas get your ass to i don't know some field because uh, it's a it's a fun fucking time it That's really a good is. transition. That's a good segue because today they're playing in air quotes away, but the away is St. Louis Park. So not very <laughs> far away. <laughs> so if you do want to go see them play uh, Joy Athletic, that is tonight. What, what time's kickoff? Is it seven o'clock? I think so. They can also beat the shit out of Joy Athletic. That is uh, also probably a given too. So if you want these goals, uh, go, to, go to St. Louis Park. Yeah, um, I can actually grab that really quick. I got the schedule right here. It is. Oh, of course, it doesn't have the time. Never mind. I want to say seven. They're usually seven. I think it's seven. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's seven. All right. Well, let's go to this next thing. We got some uh, kind of some breaking-ish news that kind of started to move throughout the uh, the Minnesota football landscape with a Twin Cities Women's USL Club. Um, the Athletic kind of dropped it on, I think it was Monday, talking about the group of Minnesota will be the one club among the initial eight with no prior presence in the USL ecosystem. The club will be women-led, will feature fan ownership, and are expected to announce further details. And regarding the further details, there's a launch party tomorrow at S Elizabeth Robbie Stadium in St. Paul, 3 p.m., uh, where I'm guessing we'll learn more about this. Pretty cool. Um, I think some of you know more about this than I, so I will pass the mic. Uh, what I can say is they, so it's going to be community owned and driven. Obviously there's investors involved owning the team, um, but it's going to be much like the Minneapolis city model, which is, you know, community and member driven. Uh, so they don't have a name yet. Um, they say that that will be chosen by the community or will have community input, I should say. Um, son los trapos. Bringing it back, huh? Uh, but, uh, yeah, and I, I hear, so the announcement of, like, a name and an identity will not be made at the kickoff event Sunday afternoon. Um, Did you guys have a chance to look at the logo? I, I kind of like it. Like, oh, sweet. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's like yeah. the MN with like pine trees. That's, and it's like, that's just a placeholder logo. That's, uh, that's I know. a really awesome placeholder logo. But it I'm is an kidding. awesome placeholder. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I hope they I hope they print some stuff off of that just with that. I mean, I think that'd be cool just for people who, who want to collect kind of stuff. But I mean, it's it's interesting. 
we we heard about uh USL trying to make a women's league and um you have to give credit to USL actually sticking through it and actually been doing you know some good things as of lately uh and so um it should be interesting right i think uh 2022 gives you um a good thing uh, to look forward to uh i'm just really mad i can't make the 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 sunday event because i found out that uh flavors of peru food trucks going to be there and i'm really pissed because i work at 320 and i'm super pissed i can't be there <laughs> and i just want to i just want to iterate i am really really pissed off i can't be there so um <laughs> You're trying to get everybody on Twitter to save you food anyway. So exactly. Like I'm trying to get people to save you food. Listen, Rodrigo, I, I don't live too far from you. Uh, and as a recent girl dad, I am very excited about all of this stuff and all of the women's soccer. Um, I'm, I'm fucking here for it. And I will, I will get you food if you absolutely need me to. So. The, th the funny thing is I'm actually coaching around that time. And I coach you my, my girls first, I think. And so, then, so, um, um, It's it's great, and I think uh, um, I think it's also a, a really good time to reflect not only that, but um, um, the fact that they're doing it at the Elizabeth Bobby Stadium, which is one of my favorite stadiums locally close to us. I think that's super cool. So I'm hoping um, to hear good news, and we'll see what else happens. Um, I might be donating some pugs and some cones for some event that they're doing over there. I'm not sure. So please, kids, people you attend, don't steal my pugs. Don't steal my cones. I'm going to label everything because I need that back. That's how I That's make money, is. okay? I'm going to try. I, I don't know my attendance. Uh, my daughter has her birthday coming up very shortly, and she's doing a Zoom party that afternoon that I have to be on. So we'll see. It'll probably be Temple Brasileiro. So hopefully some people are sticking around until like five or six or so. And maybe I can, there, I can roll in. There's crazy. a chance I say, screw it. I'll go jump in with the crowd and I end up there, but. We'll, oh, we'll Bridget. Oh, Bridget. <laughs> okay. Okay. No promises. No right. promises, but. Cool. Well, I'm sure we'll have some uh, news on that next week. Um, Let's go, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump a little bit out of order just because before we do these next two, it's Saturday. We're, we're late sometimes to some of these weekend matches and we don't have to spend a lot of time on the Nations League final, but we should definitely talk a little bit about it just because it was absolutely batshit and one of the most conca coffee things that we've probably all collected, collectively seen in a long time. Um, I took a lot of notes just because I, I was laughing so hard and just just the insanity of it all. I thought it was just, it was, it was just crazy. This is the only word I could think of. Um, Dave from, from your former partner, uh, the other Dave, he says uh, this game had extra time. It had two second OT penalties, a huge save goalkeeper injury, coach red carded players hit with objects. The game almost abandoned due to a homophobic chance fighting pitch invasion. What am I missing? I mean, it really was all of the things. Yeah. Oh, Dude, that match was fucking amazing um, in, in all of the Kathy ways that could possibly be amazing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a fucking 100% here for it. Like, I want all U.S.-Mexico matches to be like this. I want all U.S. matches generally to be like this, whether they are uh, being played in CONCACAF uh, or in fucking Europe. Like, fucking, let's... I mean, U.S. Zone style and just fucking go and just, you know, hard tackle in, hard tackle out. You know, it's, 
the way it should be. Uh, uh, David Martin was not wrong in that tweet. That tweet, he, is, he said a lot of wrong things in tweets. That tweet was not wrong. That tweet, that tweet was 100% <laughs> correct. And so I, I applaud him for that. Uh, you know, he's no longer a Dave, uh, as far as I'm concerned, but occasionally he's a Dave. So he, he's definitely a Dave in this respect. He's just he's just a Dave from Lakeville. That's what he is. He's a Dave from Lakeville. That's what he is. <laughs> That's Lakeville, Dave. Rodrigo, that is a hundred percent correct. He's a fucking Dave from Lakeville. And that's a bad Dave. You don't want to be that. Dave. <laughs> it, 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 don't be Lakeville, Dave. Do you, you not want to be a, a, a St. Paul Dave. Don't be a Lakeville Dave. Be a St. Paul Dave. <laughs> it, it, here's the thing too: is like this whole this whole game right. was like if you tapped uh, Alfonso Cabron and you said, please direct the most craziest thing you can direct in a soccer match and then they, they that's, that's, that's it that's what you have like we forgot to mention Gio Reyna got hit with a with a water or like a beer or some sort of container to the face and the, the best part Rodrigo I'm sorry uh, the best part was when they threw other shit later in the game and they hit the, their own player yeah they knocked their own player yeah that was and, the best, best part no, the best part was because uh, Twitter went on a whole uh, down the rabbit hole trying to figure out who this person was. Is during the halftime, there was an invader into the production booth, and then they jumped a fence, right? They jumped a rail, and all of us are like, "Where did this person go after jumping the rail?" It, it, this game had everything. It was dr- drama. It was everything you needed to you needed to have. Oh, oh, we really needed. You know, was 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 Berhalter to get a red card, and this would have been just like the epic. I mean, we 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 applaud Concacaf for creating tournaments so they can watch themselves play and pay themselves play. Yeah, uh, th- this was a well scripted Concacaf game. This is like an Emmy winner here. <laughs> it have everything. Um, I don't even know what what to say. I, we we have to recognize Hogarth, right? I mean. What what an amazing performance to, to come in on on uh, Stefan going down uh, just with what did he end up pulling was it was it a knee was it a ligament or something I can't remember what it was Horvath not Hobart what is it Horvath yeah I wrote it wrong like multiple times in here so yeah the guy the guy who played uh, four matches for uh, uh, Club Bruges this year right. Uh, Subbing in for the guy who played 12 matches for Man City this year. So who was a uh, local guy? Like he's from Colorado, right? I mean, yeah, relatively local. Yeah. Ish. Local ish. Yeah. But he was, you know, so uh Horvath uh was great. Uh I think the man I mean, honestly, man of the match is Weston McKinney. Um that dude bossed bossed the game, the entire yeah, game. Did. And yeah, did. uh should have he scored a goal. He should have scored two probably and maybe set up the other third. goal basically yeah he, yeah he set up the other goal um he should have scored two or maybe three goals in this game um and it was it it's really great so just as a, as a fan of the u.s Madison national team it's really great to see that we have we have dudes who are just like down to fuck up mexico right like that's what Pulisic and McKinney were doing. They were just they were down to fuck up Mexico. And I feel like for the last 
three or four years, you've been like, okay, we're just, we're just going to try not to lose, and we maybe we, we win on the counter. No, this U.S. men's national team is down to fuck up Mexico, and I'm cool with that. And I, I really I really want that to be the the um, the story, the narrative of this men's of this men's team. Like, we're not we're not here to like counter counter you, and maybe we maybe we sneak you goal or two. We're here to fuck you up. And you can't do that with every team, obviously. Um, probably some of the best teams in the world. You, we're going to need the counter. But for teams in CONCACAF, the U.S. team should be the team that is going to fuck you up. Like the U.S. women's team. Like, we're here to, like, women's, the, US, the U.S. women's national team, they're here to fuck you up. Um, and that is my thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's meeting that just that bananas energy too. Whereas in the past it's been like, Oh no, U S is going to play clean. U S is going to play pretty football, whatever. It's like, no. And those gloves come off and it gets dirty. You got to get dirty too. So this was, it was good to see them meet that energy. It was one of those games too, where like early on, like we knew we saw that Pulisic was getting no space whatsoever. Whenever he got the ball, there were two people on him and they were just chopping at his legs and trying to figure it out. So he didn't get all the space that he needed, but like, like Dave said, I mean, there's at one point where like I tweeted out Weston McKinney has hops. And the next thing you know, he's like heading balls into goals and memos jumping to save his life. And 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 we can totally see that set pieces are not what Mexico is good at defending at. And so that's that's gonna be really interesting. Um going down the line. I mean, uh Gold Cup is gonna be really interesting to see what happens with the with the lineup, but also with what the strategy is going to be. And and the funny thing is, too, is that Tata, you know, had thrown in his hat to coach the U- U.S. men national team, right? And he had done that with the idea that, you know, because he'd been in MLS, he'd been with Atlanta, he understood and he saw an opportunity and he didn't get picked or he didn't even, I don't know if he really got interviewed or he didn't get a lunch over, but Having to be Mexico, I mean, who would you rather have, right? Like, we like, this is a great, it, and Berhalter and them, they knew each other because, you know, Elena, uh, because uh, Tata respected the crew and loved the way that they played. And so, like, the fact that when he got the red, both of them were like arms over each other trying to look over the NBA eye, it was just, it was classic. I didn't, I didn't know who the red was for, to be honest, when it came out. I'm like, did they both just get red carded? What happened? <laughs> I didn't know. Overall, yeah, great, great oh, game. I mean, it was way past it my bedtime. Brilliant. It was, it was the most concacafy of concacafy games you could ever concacaf in a concacaf. Like so, fucking brilliant. Three two is the final in extra time uh, with that PK from Pulisic, and there you go. Whatever the Nations League is or does, US gets it. Um, it's gonna be wild to think about uh qualifying matches in azteca i mean wow yeah i i think i heard that the the, the guy that uh that threw the whatever it was beer or soda whatever that hit reyna was actually arrested is that true i think i saw that too i don't i don't remember who posted that though so there, there are very there are very real rumors but i actually trust that uh, St. Paul, Albion Field is being quoted as the U.S. Mexico uh, World Cup qualifier match. So, I mean, 
U.S.-Mexico in November in St. Paul, let's fucking go. Wow. It'll either be, uh, you know, 90 degrees or negative 40. Or negative 40. It's true. What a party. So good for the U.S. and more to come. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see more of the, more of that rivalry. That's for sure. Um, on the previous one, <laughs> just, just worth mentioning the third place, only that Honduras and Costa Rica tied and Calvo made his presence known, uh, giving up a goal and scoring a goal. It sounds like a typical Calvo yeah, process. Of course he did. That's, that is like what he the fucking does. He gives up a goal and he scores. Of course he does. That's, man, we've been, we've seen that same shit, that same record has been skipping for the last uh, five years, man. So. <laughs> it's, it's the MO. It's the MO. Um, it's, all right. I, wanna, I was going to He's very jump. dependable. Ahead, he's very dependable in unorthodox ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what's well said. Um, I'm jumping back now because in related news, uh, we got. Um, August 25th, MLS All-Stars versus Liga MX All-Stars, which could also be just a wild, wild roller coaster ride, considering all the uh, I mean, who watches rivalry and energy. Games? Seriously, I don't watch all But this is the this is the first time ever that Liga MX is going to throw something like this together. So I, I think it could be interesting. I, I'm, I'm always looking for narrative. I'm always looking for the, the you know, the that's it, the narrative. And I, I just think that it with – with Chicharito and Vela on one side going against a bunch of players that they really know well, like, that could be a whole thing right there. So, yeah, who knows? I, I mean, we'll see if they even play, right? Like, I mean, who knows? With MLS and, and, and All-Stars, usually the All-Stars, say if they if they can recover from an injury or they can take some time off, they usually they do that, and then next person in line comes in. But back to local news, and uh, I don't know if you oh, guys were aware. Hold on, hold on. Let's, let's stop there for a second. Dan Grabber... Dan Grabber will always make sure that he has uh, his uh, Mexican players in line to play an uh, MLS All-Star game. Because why wouldn't you play an MLS All-Star game? Or would you rather, like, you know, just be a human being? Dan Grabber, not a human being. Dan Grabber is an alien. That's my... But to be honest, though, I I I like this better. I like this better than when whoever they invite, uh, I don't know... AC Milan or Real Madrid or whatever, when it's MLS All-Stars versus like a huge European club of like their their bench players basically in the summer. I like this better. I do. This is this is them wanting to get a taste of that that new uh, new contest, new league or whatever, where it's gonna be US and Mexico. So I think this is kind of a, a test run of that. Um, That's... and uh, yeah, I mean we'll see where that goes, but yeah, you're probably but, right yeah. about that, actually. Yeah, I'm not watching, so there you go. <laughs> you wanted to say something back to local, Rodrigo. What did you want yeah, to say? Yeah, I, I was saying that uh, the Gophers, women's Gophers soccer, uh, hired their ca- head coach. So Aaron, Ches- Aaron Chastain is coming back uh, and being the new head coach for the Gophers soccer program, uh, a former Gopher captain and a Minnesota native. You know, they uh, will be the, the Gophers' uh, fifth head coach and so i'm excited to to see that and i'm also excited to see what this season will be now not specifically that we're heading into um into fall and just to see i don't know things things getting just a little bit better and and uh, yeah. being able to be there, so. I, 
I just really appreciate your podcast, guys. That you just don't have you have an agenda, but you don't fucking follow it at all. And um, <laughs> as someone who writes an agenda for a podcast, I'm fucking here for it. What like what fucking go? Got to improv, baby. Got to improv. <laughs> um, back to the U.S. men's national team. They played a friendly after that. Uh, after that, Nations League Cup win. Um, they they smoked Costa Rica four uh, nil. DK. Eric, no one cares about that. Okay, fair enough. But <laughs> all I was going to mention was that DK <laughs> actually did play and scored. So yeah, and then Cabo got scored on twice. So he did yeah. twice. That's the other. He that's did. the other reason to mention. That's the only reason anyone cares about that. Yeah, that's uh, the only that's, person yeah. anyone really that's cares like, about. Like, there we go. Super fucking hot content for like. Oh. I, wrote, I wrote it in the notes. That one's in the notes. <laughs> Two on Calvo. So, to be fair, <laughs> you know, that is that is like that's like masturbatory content for like me, Wes, maybe Rodrigo, and like. Five other people in 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 Minnesota. Otherwise, no one fucking cares. <laughs> um, um, go ahead. Bre- breaking. Uh, yep. UEFA would like to restart the match between Denmark and Finland tonight. They'll play the last four minutes of the half, take a five-minute halftime break, and then play a second half. Hours, hours after a player collapses on the pitch. Huh. WTF. Huh. Yeah. So so cool. No one no one cares about soccer players. That's what I was gonna say. They yeah. really don't want to let that schedule slide, do they? Like schedule's more important they've already, than they've already lost time for COVID. Do not use an AED as an excuse. Play play the freaking game. Yeah. Awesome. That's all I got. Damn. Damn. Whew. Yeah, that's heavy. Um, I mean, that, that, that could be the transition into Copa America. But before we do that, um, Minnesota United got the uh, three-year deal with Hassani Dotson. That's really like the only big Minnesota United news, I think. There, there was an interview I saw with Bill McGuire with uh, Greeter, and I don't know. I didn't really feel like I learned anything from it unless one of you guys saw something that really got your attention from it. He says the same thing in every interview. So. Right. Exactly. He doesn't say shit. I don't know what what more you want to say about Phil McGuire. He theoretically cares, but he doesn't actually do anything to actually care. So I don't know. He he talks really well and with and with the best intentions, but I feel like it's the same conversation uh, with every single interview. No new information. Yep. Uh, things are always developing. They're always looking for ways to do it better. Um, but that's, I mean, that's and everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry. I'd, I'd, I'd love, I loved if it just had like a uh, like a dummy of ventriculus just repeating those same things every time at a press conference because that's all we're gonna get. Make it yeah, fun at least, right? You know. But I mean, I also think also too is like I don't know if anyone saw it, um, that. Um, Reynoso has been really active on social media as of lately. And uh, not only with that, he actually got to throw a pitch at the Twins game, right? And there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a picture, right? There's I was there. I was there. I okay. watched it from, from so, section 319. So, 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 so how, how do, how do you rate his, uh, his, his execution? Because from the, from the photo op that I saw, the way that he's, that he's got his hand in the glove, this man's played baseball somewhere before. Um, 
And I'm I'm pretty cool to just have someone sign them up for their beer league softball team just to show up and play. <laughs> it, it it was good, not great. It was good. He had he actually had you know decent form for someone who was throwing a baseball, probably presumably for the first time. Um, I also watched him like warm up like before he threw the pitch. He was warming up with uh, I think it was uh, uh, DJ Taylor before before he actually through that first pitch. So, yeah, his form was not bad, honestly. And I, I think yeah, I he, yeah, his form he got more bad. power on it. He got more power on it than I expected, yeah. like, from his form. Like, wa- watching it, watching his follow-through, it was kind of weird. But, yeah, it was, it was a fairly solid pitch. It was cool. Yeah. And then the photo-op opportunity, I, I just wanted to, to point out that I owned uh, a Steam fellow other Argentinian not William Reynoso uh Juan Chope was just was just all all, all life you wanted to look at he had like a Bulls jersey and he had a, a, a I mean he's just surviving the dude was wearing a, a a Bulls jersey and a bucket hat like Juan Chope was fucking there for it and I'm like and, and I was also also here for it and and my aunt, so me and my aunt went to the game. My aunt, who have no, who's like my one of my best friends. Uh, she's a huge Twins fan. We were we went to the game together. We always we go to baseball games together all the time. And she was like, "Why is he wearing a bolster?" I was like, "That's that's Juan Chope. You just gotta you gotta embrace the Juan Chope." Uh, and she's like, "Why is he wearing a bucket?" I'm like, "Fucking Juan Chope. I don't I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's Juan Chope." Why did you see not wear a, a bucket hat? That is that's how I would respond to that question. But I I liked oh, his look and, better and than uh, I liked his look better than Debasi who showed up in a which team was it completely like East Coast baseball team. Um but by the end of the game they had gotten him a twins jersey and he posted on Instagram, see um, now I'm now I'm a fan. <laughs> a Maradona jersey, I think too. That's hilarious. I think so, yeah. 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 That's funny. I mean, that's, all right, we'll take a break there, and we'll we'll get into the the telenovela here. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways. Back to the Minnesota football show. And welcome back. Please do not turn your SAAP button back on. We are not here for that kind of thing. We, but we are here for international news and specifically talk about the craziness that is Copa America. Um, so... The latest that we've heard, and if we go through our notes, there's been a lot of, uh, of crazy things happening in Copa America. Well, of For course, two days Co- right now. Two yeah, days two from days. kickoff. And yeah. this was a tournament that was supposed to happen in Colombia and Argentina this year, right? Yep. You sure was. And sure is. It, it, I don't know if it, it is or was, past tense or present tense. <laughs> and it is, it, is, it is now theoretically happening uh, in uh, Eric home uh country of brazil correct theoretically is is a very good word that is the key <laughs> word yeah uh 
where to begin where to begin um well let's begin with the with the uh with the match on sunday right or was this yeah sunday which is the what wait is it sunday no i want to say yeah it sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Sunday, right. so tomorrow, match, I think tomorrow. Yeah. it's tomorrow yeah, kick, tomorrow kick is the opening. <laughs> oh. oh so so guys it's, i i saw there's there's literally uh people sued the country to not allow the tournament to happen in brazil Yep. Let me let me three, let me back up. I'll, I'll give some context to that. And the right, Supreme Court right. said, "No, it, it can go ahead because it's not against the Constitution to hold a fucking soccer tournament in the middle of a goddamn pandemic." So earlier in the week, what was really interesting to me, and and we 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 talked about this. I think. Well, not I didn't talk about it last week, but maybe two weeks ago when I was on, we were talking about the idea that there was actually some growing player solidarity from all the Brazilian players in Europe that started with Casimiro who I'm admiring more and more by the day. Like I'm not a Real Madrid fan at all, um, but I really like this individual. He seems very smart. He seems uh, politically astute. And the, the way he was able to not, not only contact all the Brazilian players in Europe, but he reached out to Luis Suarez. He watched, he reached out to Cavani. He reached out to, uh, I think Messi as well. He tried to get as many South American players as he could to do as much as they could without any realistic players union to just be like, can we build some solidarity and just stay put and not do this? Or at that time, maybe I think that a lot of them were in South America because they were doing their qualifiers and they're just like, we'll be here. We're just going to like, you know, lock ourselves in our hotel rooms or whatever. And, you know, try and try and cause a stir and, and, and try and cause uh, some commotion within Colmebol and FIFA and just be like, you're going to have to pick scabs. You're going to have to go to Goyazi Sports Club <laughs> and start Goyaz as the Seleção Brasileira, right? And it, and it, to a certain extent, it kind of worked. Like, there was a little bit of give. There was a little bit of push and pull. Um, but then in the end, nobody wants to see, like, B and C League Brazil teams. And, and Rodrigo, we'll have a quick update on that in a second. It sounds like they're going to play. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be mad chaos. Um the then on this this is July six or sorry June six now, uh, the president of the CBF uh, was actually fired because of a sexual harassment complaint, but the and that's terrible obviously we'll just say that straight away. However, he was also one that was siding with the players and was starting to feel the pressure and the solidarity and was like you know they have a point. So I, th I think the narrative and the story there was oh well here's something he did. So this is a good reason to fire him. And by the way, if he stays, we're not going to have a Copa America because he's leading towards the players. So there's, there's some other layers there as well that just complicate it and make it a little grimy. Um, what else? Uh, here, this, this is all coming from the, uh, from Montalban, Diego Montalban that uh, we've, we've mentioned many times here. He's, he's got a really good ear to the, to, to the Conme Bowl. Um, he says they decided to play. There's still dissatisfaction. So this this goes to you, Zeller. The SCTF is the uh, Supreme Court in Brazil, in Brasilia. And and there was basically like a um, uh, an injunction. That's the word. There, uh, Luis Fuchs is one of the judges, and he, he came up with this idea that he's like, we have to take this to the floor. We have to like debate this, and we have to vote on it, and see whether this thing's actually going to happen or not. And at first, it looked like there might have actually been a chance that you only, you only need, I mean, there's 11 judges, right? So you'd need to be like a 6-5 to get the thing to stop. 
within like 15 minutes once they started to vote it was four pro and and it just kept moving really fast so i was i was joking with diego while this was happening and just like every one of these fools has been paid off i mean it's it's all corrupt it's all gross Coleman balls making it all happen the way it was because it was so fast like literally they, they opened up the vote it was like boom 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 four immediately it was like come on and it ended up being 10 to 1 that was your final vote so with that was the last i thought it was i thought it was the end of it was it 10 to 1 i thought it was unanimous was there, was, there was one there was one that stood tall and i wish i had the person's name but i don't okay okay well yeah good enough i mean it, it's also shitty like yeah. It, it, so they're like, okay, we can't have it in Colombia because of uh, political insurrection. We can't have it in Argentina because of COVID. Let's have it in Brazil, which has both of those things going on at the exact All the same above. time. Um, Copa America, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's also one of the most brilliant tournaments in the world. So if you're not watching it, please fucking watch it. it it's on like during the nighttime. You have to like get up at eight AM to watch to watch the tournament. It's some of the best soccer in the world. However, it's being taken place in a very shitty situation. Yeah. And that and that was that's what makes me conflicted about it too, because in normal circumstances, obviously I'd watch it, we'd watch it, but it's just it, it just feels very gross with everything that's happening right now. And and, um, and again, I I I like to go back to my initial point a couple episodes back. Yeah. Is that my wish, and it's getting to be similar, is that this is turning a little bit to the 1963 Copa America where Bolivia hosted and they had two teams who backed out. Uh, and of course, Qatar and Australia backed out. Uh, and so now they're now they're playing like this, you know, two group system and where literally you can be fourth in your group and qualify for this for the for, for the next round. And so uh, it makes things really interesting. And I'm hoping, uh, you know, um, we see some interesting things. I think there's different rosters. For, there's something weird things, like for, not weird things, but, but things like, like, for example, the Argentinian Federation has stated that they're going to practice in Buenos Aires and then they're going to fly out for games, right? That's what they're going to do. Each federation is, is taking up their own. I don't think there's a lot um, of people who will who will be or teams will be doing different things than that uh, i don't uh because brazil could not create a bubble and it's too too late of a time to create a bubble but in speaking of bubbles the venezuela national team who's scheduled to play brazil um this sunday um uh, this is this has, is the opening match this is the opening, opening match. match 12 players from that uh call up team have tested positive for covid so now venezuela has decided to call up 16 local players from their league to come and play against the world champs, which um, uh, which should be really interesting. Uh, but at the same time, this also talks about the new rule that that, he, that we have in the Copa America, where like Comebo is letting anyone call up as many as they can to replace uh, players who may or may not contract COVID. So. I mean, calling up people from your beer league is going to go well. Always. 100%. Yeah. Nef- can never go wrong. And, and this is just the first of many, I think. I think we're going to see a lot of this, unfortunately. It's, it's going to be tragic. It's going to be a mess. Um, 
it may not even continue. I mean, from the word that I have from a lot of my activist crew on the ground, whatever you all saw in Colombia, their goal is to like amp that up. So, I mean, you talk about tear gas outside the stadium, getting in and, and, and stopping those Libertadores matches. I may or may not know some people that, that are going to be doing some actions. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride. So hold on. And uh, I'll leave it there, I suppose. <laughs> I, this brings me to a, a, actually a, a question I have for all of you. Um, and links to both uh, Copa, the Copa America, and then also the Olympics. Like, which one is going to be more fucked up by COVID? Uh, Copa America or the Tokyo Olympics? I tend to believe that, is a good that it's, Copa, it's Copa America just because of how fucked Brazil is right now. And Tokyo is like generally not as fucked. They just they don't really want the Olympics. So I, I think it's like a, it might be 50 50 on which one's going to be more fucked. Um, yeah. Copa America or the Olympics. I, w- I would say the Olympics. The reason why is because um, we all know what happens at Olympic Village. And. and um, having Oli- uh, Olympic athletes there, and it's probably less and less volunteers that they usually need to be able to hold the Olympics. Yeah, and, they just, just they just had just... another like ten thousand quit. So. Rodrigo, apparently the condoms are still there. So, and 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 I'm all for not allowing condoms in the Olympic village because I just want fucking superhuman beings to be uh, created every four years right i want i want people to fuck and i want uh i want people to fuck and then have like amazing children that's still a possibility that's a, that's but the zeller vibe just, right there but like here's, 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 here's the thing too with copa america is that um they're still vaccinating players like this whole controversy of the aspect of vaccination how professional athletes get, are getting vaccinated. It's, it's very similar to when like um, NBA players were getting tested more often than anyone else in this country. <laughs> uh, and so like, it's, it's that turn. And I don't, I don't even know if Olympians are, have, have gotten. I don't know. Tested there, or, or vaccination. So like you're, you're looking, you're looking at just this pool of, of unknown going to Tokyo. Those are really not wanting, like the people that are not wanting to host is. And, and and having with less and less volunteers to function, I mean, this is going to be a free for all. It's like, like, I mean, I don't know. they have to be testing. That was part of the that was part of the plan that they had put forth um, to continue planning the Olympics. So there will be testing. I'm sure it depends on which sport. I mean, swimmers might not be tested as often as wrestlers, maybe, you know, things like that. Um, but. <laughs> It is kind of a 50-50, and in my view, like in Copa, you have all these teams who nations where they've been completely reckless with the whole thing um, compared to the Olympics where you're going to have nations who have been, you know, responding well and they're being careful and they're going in, but then with so many different people. Um, And we talked about this last week too, last week or the week before, that um, some of the concern is just, you have all of these people converging on one place and then they all go scatter back to their places around the world. 
and you don't know if they're they might be carrying something home they might be carrying new strains of the virus that are allowed to replicate in oh, this great. village of like 15 20,000 athletes um it's i mean it's a super spreader nightmare even without fans i tend to agree i i, I think yeah. in terms of COVID spread the olympics is maybe uh, a little riskier i think the x factor with copa america is the political instability and, yep. and yeah. just just the amount of uh, protests and actions and, and state and repression which, that's going to be there yep and we've seen what happens in, in in copa america with venezuela like if you hold if your team contracts COVID, they just send new people in what's going to happen at the olympics if let's like, say a small nation gets uh gets you know four or five players get COVID and they can't participate right <laughs> what are they going to send four or five new four or five new olympians that were runner-ups i mean that more or less than likely i mean what it could it there could be big big um ramifications from 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 doing something like that and so like yeah I, my vote is on my vote is on tokyo and the olympics being in a much harder situation than 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 Copa america at this point and um we'll see what what that develops but overall it's just it's just it's just crazy indeed um we had some qualifiers uh peru actually got some points there peru's kind of playing spoiler right now rodrigo they're they're in last place but they knocked down ecuador two to one and i mean that figuratively and literally because they won and then they dropped him in the standings um uruguay venezuela tied colombia and argentina tied two two brazil beat paraguay two nil uh it was a fun game i actually watched that game it was it was a it was a fun ride uh chile bolivia one one so the, the table is basically this. Brazil and Argentina are, are pretty well locked, but there's still a lot to play for for the next three World Cup positions. You've got Ecuador at nine, Uruguay at eight, Colombia at eight, Paraguay seven, Chile six. And then from there, Bolivia, Venezuela, five, four, and Peru four. So in theory, Rodrigo, Peru is down, but they are not out. And, and if they keep on playing spoiler like they are, I mean, they – they already messed up the table this last week, so they can continue to do that. They knocked Ecuador down from two to three. So, well, who knows? Do you guys, you guys know what my favorite uh, Peruvian soccer meme is, right? It's Christian Cueva with the heart um, thing that he does when he's walking up to the camera. Well, Christian Cueva uh, played again, and he was uh, great. He got the start in, and he was great, and so he did. He was able to do that. Um, and that was really, really good to see. Like I wasn't expecting, you know, because Ecuador is one of the top teams and the way they've been playing. It was just one of those things where like the way that we've been playing, we gave up three against Colombia. And it's just one of those things where like, yeah, we play Ecuador. I'm not really hopeful, but, you know, and the good thing is you were able to 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 get some points. And literally, if you think about it, the difference between ninth place and fifth place is it, or sixth place is literally three points, which is a game, right? And you're and so like, so if uh, if any one of those teams are willing to play, I'm, I'm rooting for either Bolivia or Peru to, to see what they can do because you know how I feel about Chile sometimes, and so um, all, all the time. Well, sometimes, <laughs> not all the time, right? Just sometimes, just when it comes to you know, you know, qualifiers. Let's see, the majority of the time. So when we get to the World Cup, it's a whole different deal. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's pretty open. I mean, there's a lot can still happen. Um, anything else before we jump to some Euro talk to kind of start to wrap things up here? All right, let's do it then. Um, we've already had a couple matches. We already talked about the uh, the Denmark Finland uh, tragic situation there. So, 
which apparently, as as Bridget relayed, it's, is going to be replayed later on. Which is just no, they're they're actually playing now. They're playing now. They restarted it. Yep. Holy shit! Wow. Okay. I guess that's happening. Um, other matches, Italy came out pretty hard and pretty impressive. Three uh, 0 win against Turkey. All second half goals, uh, including just oh, I I, I always cringe at. at own goals that hurt and this one was just an own goal that hurt it was like right off defender dude trying to play keeper was out he goes in to try and save it and it just goes right off his shoulder just brutal brutal own goal um and wales and switzerland tied 1-1 earlier but let me ask you all the i I have a few questions here so first off i'm just kind of curious which two teams per group you all think will go through i'll 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 do all these at the same time because they kind of go coincide so which two are going to go through who, which Cinderella team is going to go through? Which big team is going to choke? And then we can talk about who you think is going to win the whole thing. Uh, Zeller and and his crew did like eight hours of going through every single team and all the groups, so we don't have to do that. Thank you, Dave. Um, let's just pick a couple here and oh, figure out. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I will. I will I, uh, if you want it, uh, Dave's Leno podcast, uh, you can download Please. it uh, wherever yeah. you want to download podcasts. Uh, it was the Euro preview podcast that you did not know that you wanted but you definitely do not need it. so so uh, so, so go listen to that, that and, and then and we'll do this wherever wherever the fuck you want to uh, download podcast um yeah. well, so let's go if let's go group by group is the no.com um and uh all the all the podcasting uh download downloading sites please follow uh rate and review give us five stars wherever the fuck you you know can do that so yeah, us too. By the way, we we, we need more reviews. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Minnesota Football Show. Give 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 them all the five star reviews too. Maybe please, like please. four and a half stars if you're gonna give yeah. us five stars. But you know, whatever <laughs> doesn't matter. Thanks, man. <laughs> all right. Um, so if if your Cinderella or big name choke falls in line here, we can just do them all together. But Group A, uh, Italy is currently at the top, so you can ignore the the, uh, the all the zeros. But Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, Wales. Who are your two going through in Group A? Switzerland. The the way that they were playing against Wales, it was the fact they couldn't score, but like the fact that they, you know, um, I like Switzerland the way they're playing. So um, probably uh, the Dave should probably you know Skype in um, uh, our favorite loon from Switzerland and just be like, what are your thoughts on this game or on, on this team overall? So we'll see how that works out. But no, I think Switzerland will will definitely, I think. Um, Who's your number I mean, two? I mean, Italy's one, right? Okay, I see. Italy yeah, one, Switzerland two. Switzerland two, yeah. I mean, Wales, Wales can defend and place on the counter, but like overall, I mean, that's literally, I mean, when, when Gareth Bale is sucking wind. And Gareth Wells sucking win in the 80th minute from a from a run up by himself is just you know you know you know that's the only scoring option that they have right now. So that's what about you, Bridget? I think I'm going Switzerland, Italy. Um, oh, Switzerland number one. Yeah. Okay. Wales and Turkey have their moments, but in a group like this, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go Switzerland, Italy. So I'm going to Italy, obviously I'm going number one. And my uh, Cinderella Dark Horse is actually Wales. So I'm going to have Wales go number two. 
Dave, you want to get in here? I'm not writing you down. Oh, you can get in here. Oh, fucking no, fucking A. I, I'm going uh, uh, the Swiss uh, with Brandon Shaka, the uh, captain of the Switzerland team, and also FC Aral. Uh, Jerry Tietone's team. And then um, Italy. And then, you know what? Fuck it. Wales is going to make it through as the third place team. Fuck Turkey. Turkey's (laughs) fucked. Group B, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Obviously, Denmark, Finland, that's sort of, I guess, apparently happening right now. But uh, who are your ones and twos for this one? What are your ones and twos? On the ones and twos. Um, I, I want... I like Belgium number one, and number two is a little trickier. Um, Yeah, instinct instinct says Denmark, but again, this could be one of those where if if there is a third place that sneaks in, maybe somebody sneaks in there. But yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go uh, Belgium and Denmark. Belgium, Denmark, that's it. Same, yeah. Rodrigo, I'm I'm just gonna assume he he agrees with this. Uh, let's go see then. Uh, we've got Austria, Netherlands, North Macedonia, who I really want to root for just because I know so little about North Macedonia and Ukraine. That, that would be the ultimate Cinderella story, to be totally honest, if they were to get through. Netherlands, uh, but, Austria, and then the other team is not a uh, fourth place, the third place team that makes it. So Netherlands, Austria. Netherlands, Austria. Is that pretty much everybody? Yeah. I agree with that. I would like to see North Macedonia go just yeah. on principle, right? But um, yeah, I haven't really seen much of Ukraine, to be honest. So They, they do tend to do uh, tournaments pretty well. So who knows? I, I don't know any, a lot about their players, but Sorry. I can tell you some facts about North, Northern Macedonia, though, because I actually looked some things up. Alexander the Great from the area it was definitely not called northern macedonia back then (laughs) um the other thing that was interesting too was they're the only country that was a part of former yugoslavia that gained independence without war there you go and it's kind of hilarious too that another fun thing that i thought was so macedonia originally was this this huge landmass that obviously like any landmass crosses uh, colonial or just arbitrary borders. And, and so when the Greek Macedonian border was decided politically, it basically split this idea of Macedonia. And there's an, there's a whole entire section of, of Greece that calls themselves Macedonia, which became, which is, was the impetus for them changing their name to Northern Macedonia. <laughs> and, and at this point we've lost all our listeners and we'd like to welcome you back to the other thanks <laughs> no no um, insert got, the more got, you know the more you know yeah <laughs> gotta educate man gotta educate all right yeah. group d croatia czech republic england scotland go um well england and even though i'm probably gonna uh, england and scotland just because i want scotland to go through so oh dude really yeah, I do. In Scotland? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Czech, uh, the Croatia actually wins this group. England comes second, and Czech Republic finishes third, and they uh, qualify. Scotland doesn't win a goddamn game in this group. We'll see. 
the the big question is how far does England go before they just fall flat on their faces? No, that's... it depends if they kick penalty kicks. That's the only question. If they get to their penalty kicks, it's a whole different game. I'm I'm with Zeller on this one. Croatia, England. Bridget, what do you say? Yeah, I agree. I don't want to, but I do. And okay, E E is Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. Spain right. and Sweden all the way around. This, this one's easy. Yeah, it, it, it's no, 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 man. It's Spain, no? Poland, oh, Sweden, Slovakia. Slovakia does not uh, qualify out of this group at all. Yeah, um, I don't see Slovakia going. Sweden probably qualifies as a as like the third uh, one of the, the third or third place teams, but it, it's Spain, Poland. I suppose you got yeah you got Lewandowski he's gonna be banging a lot of goals in that's for sure. Um, F this is the last one right? Are I skipping? No, this is it. Um, France this is the this this is the group of death which is just it's loaded. France, Germany, Hungary, Portugal. Which which team is not gonna go through? How about that? Who's Portugal? (laughs) Hungary. Portugal's not going through. Really, Rodrigo mm-hmm. coming in hot. Whoa. Explain, please. Um, hold on, let me go get my magic eight ball. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> so, what about what about you, Bridget? Uh, Portugal does not go through. Really, also. Okay. Okay. See, I'm I'm tending to think I like France winning the thing, Portugal too, and I think I think Germany kind of falls on their faces. I don't think Germany goes through. That's my bold one. That is pretty bold. Does Nebraska know? <laughs> does Does who know? Does Does all the Germans in Nebraska know you feel this way? There, there aren't that many Germans in Nebraska. <laughs> All right. We're Germans here, I bet. So. Yeah. so, so I have uh, I have Germany going uh, through as the group winners, and I have France coming through as the second place, and I have France winning the whole goddamn thing, and then Portugal coming in second. By the way, so okay. um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, there's no way fucking Hungary wins a goddamn game in this group. So yeah. just yeah, I mean, have fun, have fun betting against Hungary. <laughs> Boys and girls. So, so, so besides Zeller, he he gave us his winner. Who who's gonna win this thing between everybody else? I mean, I mean, it's like the 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 easy choice is France. Um, I just think you know they're 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 there. Um, if you were asking me, because I forgot, I, I didn't say anything, but you guys know how I feel about Spain. So uh, in Group E, Spain does not qualify. That's my that's my call. So I'm just gonna say that because I don't like Spain. So, um, but I think overall, I think it's 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 really pick a winner, Rodrigo. God damn it, pick a I said France, winner. France, France should, should should totally win it. But I'm gonna go all out, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to say Italy. All right. You said France, and then you just said Italy. Noted. I said France should win it, but I'm going with Italy. Okay, you're so so. You think Italy's gonna win? Like, let's just fucking 
tall thing. Listen, listen, I just watched the Roberto Baggio Netflix documentary <laughs> movie thing. I lived through Roberto Baggio at one point. You know, I, you know, the World Cup was in 94. Roberto Baggio, he looked like, if you, you know what? I just want, you know, I just, and, and, and you know, Roberto Baggio's watching and he's like, you know what? Give me something, guys. Listen, man, I just want you to like fucking pick a winner. I don't need a, I don't need a. I did. I just like going a long way and then just going against everything else. It's like, oh, the banter. Classic. (laughs) Bridget, who's winning this thing? France, period. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. And I'm going to go with Belgium. Bridget, I love you. Uh, Eric, great. Great choice. I feel like this is the time. I mean, it's it's that 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 team and that talent. It, it's got to be now or possibly the World Cup because they're probably not going to have this for another couple decades. So we'll see. <laughs> all right, cool. Got all that stuff down. So now we can see our predictions go to absolute shit, which is inevitable. What else? We talked about Copa America already. I still can't believe it's happening, but apparently it's happening. Um, I guess that's all I got, you guys. I, I, I think I was going to mention that Univision has that opener at Ooh. four, apparently. Brazil, Venezuela. I don't know. If, is the Colombia Ecuador run on, on regular TV? Oh, no, but, D- Dave, hey, please. Hey, hey, can, can we talk about the fact that like every single uh, Europa match or Euro match is on either free or uh, – just download an app TV. Uh, yeah, also, yeah. Please also, tell, me, tell also, us more. I mean, so so there's a there's an app on uh, uh, it's called Trende, T R E N D E. You download it. You can like just the app. Get the app. You can stream uh, free TV, uh, or you can watch games on Univision or ABC. There's like 51 games. You can watch them all for, for free if you, you know, don't have a cable subscription or, you know, subscribe to all the, like, bullshit TV stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate so, you not directly calling me out, but thanks. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, man, like, it's, it's important. It's important. Uh, also, it, it turns out that if you put it on TV, people watch it. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I... I I threw I threw that Grant Wall tweet into so there's a Grant Wall tweet about this basically saying like, yeah you can watch all this shit on TV you may have to like learn Spanish but it's it, you can do that <laughs> you can learn Spanish it's totally fucking fine it's not hard who's, um, who's running the Prende thing is that through Univision I think it is through Univision because there's like there's like channels on it uh, I I downloaded the app on my on my phone and it's it's fucking great. Uh, I'm very excited about it because I'm like, like I love soap operas and um, I know uh, Univision and, and has done great soap operas, so I'm very excited about uh, having this app on my phone. <laughs> there you go. That's how, go. I, uh, go. that's how I used go. to watch Premier League. If they didn't like, if they didn't put the big games on regular TV, I would. I would watch most Premier League games on Univision and picked up a little bit of Spanish. So it's, I mean, it's a fun way to watch. It's a totally different way to watch. 
they make it really exciting. So they talk so much trash about anything else that's going on during that game. They do. <laughs> that's I, like, the words I pick up on. I'm like, wait, this is what are we talking about? This is nothing to do with the game that's happening right now. But right, right. So here's my question. Makes it entertaining. So is is UEFA like? They're not in like I haven't seen anything. They're not embracing like the whole anti-racist, uh, anti-racism stand that uh, has been happening in other leagues. So like, are they actually are people taking knees or they're just not saying anything about it? They're just playing it as is. Because I, I remember like England on their last uh, friendly, like they took a knee, the national team, and then they got booed because they had people in the stadium. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, ooh, I wonder how the Euros is gonna be like. And I haven't been able to watch games from the beginning i always catch them like 10 15 minutes in in so yeah. i'm just wondering if that's something that they're going to say sorry man i don't know sorry, i mean they i haven't really heard much and it does not do well at you know taking a stand on anything or talk or addressing anything um the only one that i've seen like the beginning for was this finland denmark and everybody everyone was standing for the anthem and singing so um kind of depends on the teams though uh you know wh- one thing i was thinking about before we wrap up um i heard this on on extra time and i think i missed it during the actual match but apparently um is it mark mckenzie that's his name right the defender apparently he there was some this week in racism situation with him the, I, I i'm assuming it was from mexican supporters but i'm not sure i don't know what was said i don't know what was did, it wasn't what, it wasn't all for mex it was not all for mexican fans really um, it was yeah it was everyone was wow. blaming him it's it's just like we've seen in premier league where yeah, and yeah. every every other league just like racist pile on a game. On, yeah. 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 You lose a game and you happen to be, you happen to be a black man. And that's, that's what people are going to target you for. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, if, if you, if you follow Reggie Cannon, Reggie Cannon posts yeah, all the time on his Instagram exactly. when all the, all the crap that he gets from not only Italian league fans, nope. from like regular, from regular American from fans their own fans yeah, and, so. and people who just happen to tune in and aren't even soccer fans will, will pile on as well. So, so. that's the thing too, is like, you know, Sure, um, he he caused uh, with a real lazy pass to give the the goal to Mexico, but overall, I mean, like you don't make mistakes, you mis- make mistakes and you grow from them, and hopefully that's. But no one should have to. Well, stop his game that, got so. better too. Is the thing like, yeah, he he blew that one, but as the game progressed, he he looked fine. Ugh, that sucks. That really sucks. I I didn't realize it was all angles. God damn it! Oh, you don't fuck with that. Oh, white people, white people. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? On Agreed. that note, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> what, else, what else is Let's there? What, what, what else is there? End the podcast. Eric, end the podcast. Rodrigo, end the podcast. We're done. <laughs> we fucking suck. I'm sorry. White people suck. Yep. Hey. Can confirm. Finland just scored. Oh really? really? Yeah, they're up one in the 59th minute. Daniel, uh, the vest. Boss? I mean, if I had her before so. this happened, I was pulling for Finland because my my grandpa's Finnish. Um, but but yeah, you you gotta go Denmark. Whew. All right, well, well, you won't fucking suck, Eric. That's that's the uh, <laughs> make that the fucking uh, name of the podcast. Uh, that's your yeah. title, really. yeah, Rodrigo, looking title. for a title. We, we fucking suck. Like we're we're terrible, and I'm sorry, and we're terrible. 
I was I was gonna name the episode the the only Dave in St. Paul, but that was just gonna be you know that, that might Saint be Paul, that might be St. Paul Dave says white people suck. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right, thank you, listeners. Zeller, thank you for subbing in. Rodrigo, Bridget, thank you as always. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Show for some bonus stuff that we haven't been great about lately, but maybe we'll get something up there soon. Um, and yeah, I don't know if there's anything else, but uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, well, go to the Black yeah. Card. Go to, go to any other event that's soccer-related that's with, happening within the cities and um, just let us know how you're all doing. Indeed. Love you all. Thank you for letting me uh, play in your in your playground for a little bit. So, <laughs> thank uh, you, Omi. Uh, yeah. Th- uh, thanks keep- for bringing us the uh, the sounds of the black heart in the background. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> nostalgia. Give give the uh, give the uh, MN Football Show uh, Patreon your uh, your love, please, please Aww. do. So. Thanks, everybody.